adjust this. All right, can you hear? Oh, that's not in there, okay. Can you hear me? Uh, I just want to start off by saying that um, I am so incredibly blessed when we are all worshiping God together here. And I just, uh, you know, when we are all singing and I'm sitting in front, it is like I'm being blasted by your praises to the Lord. And it nearly brings a tear to the eye. Um, so I just wanted to say I am so incredibly blessed uh, by you all this morning. Uh, <clears throat> now, I named uh, what we we're going to be speaking about this morning, my father's business, not thinking about in Luke when Jesus says he must be about his father's business, so don't get disappointed. Um, I'm actually going to read a little bit of text for us this morning. It comes from Matthew chapter 28, and it's verses 18 through 20. I thought I'd mix it up and not just use 19 through 20. Uh, so let's hear the word of the Lord. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always until the end of the age. Um, what a great encouragement and call from Jesus. But I'd like us to put on our imagination caps for just a moment and imagine for me you are living in a world where the people around you haven't heard about the creation in Genesis. They haven't heard about the garden. They haven't heard about Noah. And most of all, they haven't heard of the birth, death, or resurrection of Jesus Christ and the power in it. I was stunned because that was my experience um, at the bridge, our middle school program this year. Over half of our students coming to that regularly are not from families that attend church. And we actually on one occasion handed out Bibles and I asked, there were obvious looks of confusion on people's faces. And I asked them, uh, do you know what this is? And about a third of the students did not know what a Bible was, and they had never held one in their hand, and they had no idea who Jesus was, except for the, I think, three lessons we had had prior. And I was dumbstruck for a moment. In fact, I shared my experience with a good brother in Christ, Joey, who also um, is involved with the same age group in ministry. And he, he said to me, after a brief pause on the phone, he said, did you finally take the opportunity to go overseas on mission? Because he was so stunned that children here wouldn't have heard about God. Um, and I said, no, I'm at Byfield Parish Church, where I've been for the last 18 years. And wouldn't you be shocked that there are people among us in our communities that haven't heard about Jesus? And his response was, what an incredible time to be doing the work of the Lord. Um, and then he sent me um, through text Matthew 28, 18 through 20, uh, which makes it clear to us what we should be doing. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. 
about work. Um, we all do a lot of work in our lives. Who, who here does a lot of work? It's funny, more kids are raising their hands than adults. <laughs> they got schoolwork and they really consider it work. And the harsh truth about work is that it will feel incomplete at best and at worst utterly meaningless if we do not know God and participate in his plan in this world. After all, we are called to know him and serve him. As a child of the Father, do we know what he's doing today? Do we see his plan? We may know our earthly business, our going to work, our nine to five, but do we know the business our Father has for us? Do we know who we are to him and what he expects from you? That's a lot of questions. I'm not going to answer all those questions, but I will encourage you that the answers to all of them can be found in Scripture and can be understood through prayer and talking to God. And if you want help understanding any of them, I would suggest just reaching out to a Christian that you might view as just a little bit more understanding than you. Uh, <clears throat> But it is shocking the amount of work we do that is not for God and not for his kingdom. Now, I'm going to read for you again the scripture. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always until the end of the age. I think we're all good at knowing what that says, but the hard part about reading scripture is doing what it says in our lives. What does it mean for us to be making disciples? Is it spending time with our families and introducing them to Christ? Is it bringing God's love into our workplace or into our home or friends by praying for people for their deep needs? Is it helping somebody in need and encouraging them to trust God? Is it witnessing to them about the death and resurrection of Christ and the impact it's had in your life? These are all ways we can be involved in the work God is doing in this world because he wants us to be a part of his work in this world. But they are not the only ways. In fact, we are called to be light and salt of the earth, but to do that, we need to go out there to where people are, where their needs and the hurts are, and let them see Jesus through our words and our deeds. Now, I want to share with you an encounter I had with one of our students at the Bridge Church early on. I thought I was entering a casual conversation. I said, uh, I'm going to leave his name out. Uh, but I said, hey, how are you doing this morning? Or it's this morning right now. How are you doing today? And he said, crappy. Crappy, Chuck. And I said, oh, well, what's crappy? And he said, I'm not doing well in sports. School stinks, 
and my parents are getting divorced. And it broke my heart uh, because this, this child hadn't been introduced uh, to God very much. And what I said to him was basically, you are made in God's image. And that goes to the center of your being. And he loves you no matter how bad you are at sports or how difficult school is for you or how hard your situation at home is. God loves you. And then he was like, yeah, sure. Um, as you would expect a middle school boy to be. Um, and then later on in the year, in fact, a week ago Saturday, I pulled him aside and I asked him just briefly, hey, how are you doing? Um, and he said, oh, you know, things, things aren't great. Um, similar type of stuff. And I said, do you know what I'm going to say? And he said, I'm made in God's image. Uh, and he loves me no matter what's happening. That is the fruit of doing our Father's work. The reality is doing our Father's work isn't difficult. It is seizing the opportunity that God puts before us in being obedient and doing what he calls us to do in making disciples and loving people. It's also difficult because it puts us in awkward situations, and I don't think any of us like awkward situations. But anybody who's had an occasion to serve the Lord will tell you it's worth it every time. Uh, so let's pray. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to serve you in our daily lives. Help us to seek out the opportunities we have um, to do your will in this world. Lord, we know you make the plan, but you have integrated us into it, and we praise you for that. Lord, help us to see the needs and the hurts of people and reach out to them with grace and mercy. Lord, help us in our imperfect uh, work that Jesus could be seen through not just our words, but also our deeds. In your great name we pray. Amen.